ನಮೋ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಷ್ಠಾಯ ಭೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮತಿ ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಿತಿ ನಾಮಿನೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತಿ ದೇವಿ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯ ದೇಶತಾರಣೆ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ನರಂಚರೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವಿ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತೀರೇಷು ಅಭದ್ರೇಷು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತಿ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕಿ ಟುಡೇ ವಿ ಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ತ್ರೀ ಎಂಟೈಟಲ್ ಯಮರಾಜ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಮೆಸೆಂಜರ್ಸ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ಒನ್ ತಸ್ಮತ್ ಸಂಕೀರ್ತನ ವಿಷ್ಣೋರ್ ಜಗನ್ಮಂಗಲಮಹಸ ಮಹತಿ ಕೌರವ್ಯ ವಿದ್ಯಕಾಂತಿಕೀರ್ತನ ವಿಷ್ಣೋರ್ ಜಗನ್ಮಂಗಲಮಂಜಸ ಜಗನ್ಮಂಗಲಮಹಸ ಮಹತಿ ಕೌರವ್ಯ ವಿದ್ಯಕಾಂತಿಕೀರ್ತನ ವಿಷ್ಣೋರ್ ಜಗನ್ಮಂಗಲಮಹಸ ಮಹತಿ ಕೌರವ್ಯ ವಿದ್ಯಕಾಂತಿಕೃತ word to word meaning tamasat sorry tasmat therefore sankirtanam the congregational chanting of the holy name vishnuho of lord vishnu jagat mangalam the most auspicious performance within this material world ang hasam for sinful activities mahatamapi even though very great kauravya or descendant of the kuru family vidhi understand aikantika the ultimate nishkritam atonement translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhakti vedanta swami shila prabhupad Sukadeva Goswami continued My dear king the chanting of the holy name of the lord is able to uproot even the reactions of the greatest sins therefore the chanting of the sankirtana movement is the most auspicious activity in the entire universe please try to understand this so that others will take it seriously translation responsibly Sukadeva Goswami continued My dear king The chanting of the holy name of the Lord 
is able to uproot even the reactions of the greatest sins. Therefore, the chanting of the Sankirtana movement is the most auspicious activity in the entire universe. Please try to understand this so that others will take it seriously. Purport. We should note that although Ajamila chanted the holy name of Narayana imperfectly, he was delivered from all sinful reactions. The chanting of the holy name is so auspicious that it can free everyone from the reactions of sinful activities. One should not conclude that one may continue to sin with the intention of chanting Hare Krishna to neutralize the reactions. Rather, one should be very careful to be free from all sins and never think of counteracting sinful actions by chanting Hare Krishna mantra, for this is another offense. If by chance a devotee accidentally performs some sinful activity, the Lord will excuse him, but one should not intentionally perform sinful acts. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyanan Janashalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Sri Uta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostude Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vancha kalpatarubhyascha kripa sindhubhya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar Shri Vasadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare As we have been discussing uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, the previous canto ended with the description of the hellish planets where living entities are put to a lot of suffering. Now this draws the compassion from the heart of Maharaj Parikshit, even though he himself is in a very precarious situation of um, having to leave the body but still he shows his compassion and then he inquires. But this is a sign of an exalted devotee. He is thinking about the welfare of others, even though he himself is in a very precarious condition. So that's how this canto began with the inquiry of what is the best process? How does the living entities, how can the living entities come out of this precarious condition of suffering? what is the process? How do they atone? 
Just to add a bit of a twist, Sukadev Goswami tests Maharaj Parikshit. Oh yes, the living entities, they can perform atonement by doing some rituals. After that, they'll be atoned and they'll be all right. But Maharaj Parikshit said, hang on, I have seen living entities, because he was a king, so he has seen, he has experienced. He has seen how living entities, they perform a sin, do an atonement, again go back and do the same sin, again come back and do the atonement. So Maharaj Parikshit said, it's like bathing of an elephant. Manye kunjara sauchavat. So he politely disagrees with that. Then Sukadeva Goswami gives the next alternative. You control your senses, you perform jnana yoga. Tapasa brahmacharyena shamena cha. He quotes that verse and recommends the path of sense control, jnana, detachment, <coughs> renunciation. That will fix the problem. Maharaj Parikshit was still not convinced and then Sukadeva Goswami started to describe the process of devotion and the power of chanting the holy name and that's how the episode of Ajamila was brought into picture. <clears throat> and here in this particular verse he begins with the word Tasmat, therefore. So the instruction of Yamaraj to um, the Yamadudas just finished. There, the summary of the power of the association, the power of the Lord, His name, how it can neutralize all sinful activities, sinful reactions, sinful uh, desires. All of that was discussed. Then the Vishnududas also, prior to that, described the glories of the Holy Name. Having described all of that, Sukadeva Goswami connects it to the theme of atonement, of all the types of atonement, this chanting of the holy name is the best. That's why we see the um, amhasam for sinful activities. The sinful activities is qualified by an adjective very, very great, although very great, mahatamapi. Hmm? So, sinful activities which are very great can be counteracted by this Sankirtanam, congregational chanting of the holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, while lecturing on this topic, uh, Srila Prabhupada stresses on this word, it's not just general chanting of any name of the demigod. Here he quotes Vishnu, Sankirtanam of Vishnu. Tasmat Sankirtanam Vishnu. Jagan Mangalam Amhasam. It is a most auspicious performance within this material world. So Sankirtanam is qualified by that it brings auspiciousness, then it eradicates all sinful reactions. If the living entities want to reach that goal of atoning for their sins, then this is the best process. 
Having said that, he makes the connection to Maharaj Parikshit. You are hearing this, now you take it seriously. Why is it that being said to Maharaj Parikshit is? Um, he is um, going to face death in few days. Um, for him to have that complete faith, although he has it, uh, by telling him, and Sukadeva Goswami is instructing the others in the audience and also us, that uh, when a leader takes something seriously, then the followers will also take it seriously. In the Bhagavad Gita purports, Prabhupada explains how within a family, the parents are the leaders. The teachers are another kind of leaders. So when they take it seriously, their followers will also take it seriously. What I thought of discussing today is the theme of themes of the power of the holy name, how it eradicates sinful reactions, how it brings auspiciousness. We look at what auspiciousness actually means, how holy name does that. Then the, the stage of chanting, which is, we know the three stages, Nama Prad, Nama Bhaz and Shuddhanam. So this Nama Bhaz, I found some points which I thought of discussing that. So, as far as eradication of sinful reactions and the power of the holy name to do that, uh, Vishnu Dudas themselves have said to the Yamadudas, authorities who are learned scholars and sages have certainly ascertained that one should atone for the heaviest sins by undergoing a heavy process and one should atone lighter sins by, going a, by undergoing a lighter atonement. Chanting of Hare Krishna, however, vanquishes the effects of sinful activities regardless of heavy or light. So in that purport, 6.2.16, Prabhupada makes an important point. One should take shelter of Krishna Balarama, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose protective power is so great that it cannot be equaled in the material world. However powerful the reactions of one's sins, they will immediately be vanquished if one chants the name of Hari, Krishna, Balarama or Narayana. So this combination of Krishna Balaram reminds me of the, um, the sword of knowledge is given by the Lord, Lord Krishna, but the power to lift the sword and to cut is given by Lord Balaram. Can you increase the volume a little bit? The power to lift the sword and to cut is given by Lord Balaram. And that's how you see the offensive chanting to go. You need to take shelter of a spiritual master and only then the, you can move from um, offensive to clearing and to Shuddhanam. Jnanasim Achyutabala so to lift the sword of um, knowledge and to cut and to engage in the devotional process, we need 
the help of both Krishna and Balaram. Now this theme of how devotional service eradicates sin is discussed in detail in the Nectar of Devotion, which is a summary study of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. We'll touch upon a few points from that um, chapter briefly. So Rupa Goswami describes that the living entity's suffering due to these sinful reactions is of three-fold. So you can all remember at least one before you go. So suffering is of threefold. So to remember in a sequence is that there is ignorance, which is the root cause, because you're not um, aware or you're ignorant of, you're ignorant of um, your identity as a servant of the Lord, you're ignorant of the Lord's position, out of ignorance you think that you think that this material place is for me and I can enjoy. Because of that there are sinful desires. The desire to enjoy that is considered as the bijam. And then when there is a desire and then you want to act on it and that's when it manifests into action. So thinking, feeling and willing is there in the heart, desires, and then when you act on them, then it becomes sin, is actually committed, and then comes the fourth one, which is the suffering. So ignorance, sinful desire, sinful action, and then suffering. This is how Arupa Goswami uh, describes it. Now, Lord Krishna in the 11th canto describes that to Uddhava that the chanting of the holy name and the power of devotional service is so powerful that it can burn to ashes the fuel of sinful activities. So, if we look at the analogy closely, we have Prabhupada Prabhu here. He cooks for the deities, cooks for the devotees. Now, his main goal is to cook. His main goal is not to um, turn the gas and leave it on and uh, burn the firewood or anything like that. His main goal is to cook. For that, the process of uh, burning is being used. So, in the same way, Acharyas explain that the burning of sinful activities is not the actual goal, but devotion to the Lord is the actual goal. The burning of sinful reactions happens as a side effect. So, that is one example of eradication of um, sinful activities. Now, Nectar of Devotion also describes that a person when he is born in a higher family or in a lower family, that is a result of, that is a manifest result of his pious or impious activities. So what, is, what does it mean manifest or unmanifest? So I am in a particular body, I have some defects. I can't see without the glasses. So that's a defect. I am born with that defect. 
this is a manifest reaction of my previous pious or impious activities. Now, the power of the holy name is so great that it can, it can eradicate even a manifest sinful reaction. A person born in a uh, lower family can also become elevated by chanting the holy name. For this, uh, the proof is given by the verse from uh, Mother Devahuti inquiring um, Lord Kapiladeva and she glorifies the Lord after the inquiry. Now why do we always quote Shastras as a proof is that Shastras don't keep changing. It's not like you have Bhagavatam and then you have an icon that says updates available, download. No, it never happens. They are fixed. It's, it's like a um, fixed reference and that's why Shastras are always quoted and they are coming from the Lord and they don't have defects. And that's why even though Srila Rupa Goswami himself is qualified, when he makes a statement, he backs it up with Shastric references. So Mother Devahuti is telling um, Lord Kapila that you are so glorious that um, by seeing you, by chanting your holy name, even a person born in a family of dog eaters. So if you look at this, born in a family of dog eaters closely, that is a manifest sinful reaction. So the manifest sinful reactions can be understood when you have a chronic disease, when you have a tough legal problem, when you are born with less intelligence, uh, dull, and or when you are born with an ugly body. So these are all manifest sinful reactions. Lower birth is another one. Um, so here Mother Devahuti is telling, even such persons who are born in a family of dog eaters can perform Vedic sacrifices if they chant your holy name offenselessly. So this is, in the purport, Prabhupada talks about this offenseless chanting and how it elevates. This is 3.33.6. So Nama Dheya, so that's how it begins. Yan Nama Dheya Shavananu Kirtanat Yat Pravanat Yat Smaranat Api Kvachit Swadopi Sadya Savanaya Kalpate Kutah Punaste Bhagavanu Darshanat. So she uses a kind of a logic um, to say nothing of the spiritual advancement of the persons who see the Supreme Person face to face. So Darshanam of the Lord. Even a person born in a family of dog eaters immediately becomes eligible to perform Vedic sacrifices if he once utters the holy name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or chants about him, hears about his pastimes, offers him obeisances, or even remembers him. If you see all the angas are being described, seeing, hearing, chanting, taking darshan, paying obeisances, that's what Prabhu is doing, offers him obeisances and even remembers him. So Prabhupada says that, the spiritual potency of chanting, hearing or remembering the holy name of the Supreme Lord is greatly stressed. So in that section, Prabhupada brings about 
the power of offenseless chanting. To, to sit in a Vedic sacrifice and to conduct it, you need to be born in a Brahmana family. But here Mother Devahuti is saying that a person chanting the holy name of the Lord is qualified if he offenselessly chants, <coughs> which means he is fulfilling all the prerequisites for um, sitting in that place because he is um, diminishing or he has eradicated his manifest sinful reaction of being born in a family of dog eaters. And therefore, he can perform Vedic sacrifices. Now, what are some of the other examples of manifest sinful reaction getting diminished by chanting the holy name? If you can think of any instance in the Shastra, in Bhagavatam, or any references from the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says that even manifest sinful reactions can be eradicated. A soul in a, in a non-human body getting elevated by chanting or by hearing. Any instances? Or any other personalities who are born in a very sinful background, they're getting reformed by devotional process. Very good. Mrigari. So can you describe what happens? Mrigari uh, always liked, uh, likes to kill animals. Leave them, uh, like he doesn't kill him, but he tortures them, like he just, until the yeah, so then they they get tortured and then killed. So then um, then one day uh, Narad Muni was coming and then he saw and then he was like who d he was finding who did all that because so then he saw Mrigari and then um, uh, he and then and then Narad Muni uh, told him why are you doing that and then he's like because all my ancestors do it everyone does it so I also do it. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, and then 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 He gives that like he told him to chant the name of uh, like Mara Mara Mara. Of a 
manifest sinful reaction, being born in a, a family of hunters, engaging in sinful activities, killing, half-killing, and the reactions of all of that, getting eradicated by the intervention of a spiritual master, Narad Muni, then he getting instructions from him, hearing the holy name from him, and still not able to chant the holy name properly, and then Narad Muni, expert preacher, twists the name, and that's why you see the name is powerful, that even if chanted unintentionally, so he goes on to become a, what does he become? Rigari becomes a saintly person. So that's how you see the transformation happening. Okay, any other example of of an animal getting out of the animal's body by chanting? Anyone else? Jada Bharat, okay. From a deer's body, he become. What about, yeah, Kajin? Very good. Lord Chaitanya Nityananda saving Jagayan Madai. So Jagayan Madai. They did all the sinful activities which is there. Yamaraja couldn't keep an account of it. Chitragupta ran out of memory, out of memory problem. He couldn't keep a track of the sinful activities they have done. So that is the, the mountain of sinful activities and reactions. Then Nityananda Prabhu approaches them and we know the pastime which was discussed by Prana Prabhu. Um, so by the intervention, then asking them to chant and then they get the mercy and then they are elevated. Okay. What other example is there? From the Bhagavatam, an animal calling out Gajendra's pastime. So Gajendra's pastime is again being born in an in a elephant body cursed, it's a manifest reaction. So that is getting eradicated by helplessly calling out to the um, Lord. Um, trying to remember one of the prayers. Om Namo Bhagavate Tasmai Yata Eta Siddhatmakam Purushayadi Bijaya Pareshayabi Dimahi So uh, the um, Gajendra pleads to the Lord in a helpless situation and despite the fact that the crocodile is crushing his leg and the blood is coming out, he's almost at the verge of losing his life. He, when Garuda comes and he sees the Lord at a distance, he picks a flower and offers to the Lord. And it is said that the Lord was feeling Garuda was not going fast enough and uh, so, sends the chakra ahead, chakra goes, cuts the head of the crocodile. So, both are getting delivered by calling out to the Lord in a helpless situation. Okay. Um, any example from 
చేతిన చరితంలతో అనిమల్స్ ఇన్ ద జారిక్ అండ్ ఫారెస్ట్ గెటింగ్ డెలివర్డ్ బై హియరింగ్ ది చాంటింగ్ ఆఫ్ నన్ అదర్ దాన్ శ్రీ చైతన్య మహాప్రభు సారీ డాగ్ ఆఫ్ శివానంద సేన్ దాట్ ఈస్ మోర్ ఆఫ్ ఈటింగ్ ప్రసాదం బట్ ఆల్సో ఎనీవే అండ్ ది అసోసియేషన్ డాగ్ వుడ్ హర్ ద హోలీ నేమ్ ఆల్సో ఎగ్జాక్ట్లీ వెరీ గుడ్ ద ప్రాస్టిట్యూట్ డిస్ట్రాక్టింగ్ హరిదాస్ ఠాకూర్ వెరీ పవర్ఫుల్ పాయింట్ షీ వాజ్ బార్న్ ఇన్ దాట్ పర్టిక్యులర్ బాడీ డూయింగ్ దాట్ ప్రొఫెషన్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ హర్ పాస్ట్ అర్ ప్రజెంట్ సిన్ఫుల్ యాక్టివిటీస్ ఆల్ షీ డస్ వాజ్ టు సెడ్యూస్ హరిదాస్ ఠాకూర్ గోస్ టు హిస్ కుటీర్ సిట్స్ అండ్ షోస్ డిఫరెంట్ ఫోర్సెస్ బట్ హరిదాస్ ఠాకూర్ ఇస్ ఫిక్స్డ్ ఇన్ chanting as a by product she didn't go with the intention to get purified she had a different intention but just by hearing the holy name from the mouth of namacharya created a transformation in the heart and of course she would have also she did start chanting so that's a manifest sinful reaction getting eradicated and transforming in the same life and so she after that she gives her wealth to the brahmana shaves up um the same place where haridas thakur chanted she has tulsi plant and she sits and she chants haridas thakur leaves the town and goes to a different place very good um another example in chaitanya charitamrita that came to my mind which i saw is mahaprabhu when talking to chandkasi chandkasi is a muslim ruler he says that your followers are chanting krishna rama and narayana so the moment mahaprabhu hears these words from chandkasi's mouth he says you're glorious your sinful reactions are eradicated because you have chanted the name of krishna mama and narayana so so he um, chandkasi is getting complaints about mahaprabhu so when describing the situation to mahaprabhu this is what it says i know that narayana is the supreme god of the hindus and i think you are the same narayana this i feel within my mind this is chandkasi telling mahaprabhu then mahaprabhu is mood after hearing the Ch- kasi speaking so nicely sri chaitanya mahaprabhu touched him and smilingly spoke as follows the chanting of the holy name of krishna from your mouth has performed a wonder it has nullified the reactions of all your sinful activities now you have become supremely pure because you have chanted three holy names of lord hari krishna and narayana you are undoubtedly the most fortunate and pious so here imagine the good fortune of kazi seeing mahaprabhu in front of him being in his presence and then uttering the holy name unintentionally and mahaprabhu touches him and then gives him this famous statement about how you are pious you are elevated because you have said three names of the lord hari krishna and 
ನಾರಾಯಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಂಪಲ್ ಅದರ್ ದನ್ ದ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಾಸ್ ವಾರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಅದರ್ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಂಪಲ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಸಿ ವಿದಿನ್ ವಿದಿನ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ವಾಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ್ ಡೂ ಹಿ ಕನ್ವರ್ಟೆಡ್ ದಿ ಹಿಪ್ಪೀಸ್ ಟು ಹ್ಯಾಪೀಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಅ ಪ್ರೂಫ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ರಿಮೂವಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಸಿನ್ಫುಲ್ ರಿಯಾಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಡೂ ಯು ಥಿಂಕ್ ಸೊ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ಗ್ರೌಂಡ್ಸ್ ಹಿ ಗ್ರೋಸ್ ಟು ದ ಬೆಸ್ಟ್ he sees people from different background so that's how he sings um the place is filled with rajo and tamaguna and i have complete faith in the holy name and i have complete faith in the power of shrimad bhagavatam rajas tamoguner forgot the prayer <coughs> the markine bhagavat dharma uh, <coughs> and his other prayers he will say that um this is a place it's like the headquarters of maya where passion and ignorance are very prominent and the people are overcome by this if you so desire my lord you can take them out i have complete faith in the the power of your holy name and the power of shrimad bhagavatam and then he does it later on when devotee is asked who gave us the piety prabhu says i gave you the piety and then he transforms it and a uh, few days ago the the concept of magician was discussed and when prabhu was challenged this is my magic transforming all the hippies into happies so that also we see the manifest sinful reaction getting removed by the chanting of the holy name now the second effect of devotional service and chanting of the holy name is auspiciousness it brings auspiciousness shubhada now i heard uh, balram shakti prabhu describing nectar uh, bhakti rasamrita sindhu as a book of definitions it defines what auspiciousness means it defines what pure devotional service means it defines what is sinful reaction what is the root everything the definitions are there you can't get it wrong so what does auspiciousness mean if we want to qualify something as auspicious it has to meet four criteria it must benefit everyone so that's what here we are saying jagan mangalam anjasam first criteria is benefit everyone it should attract everyone third it must produce good qualities and fourth is it must bestow supreme happiness okay let's see who's got it right what's the first one okay okay hold on hold on okay first one is benefit everyone what is the second one after benefit you attract okay then after attracting bhakti goes in chanting of the holy name goes in then what happens it produces good qualities and then after that it bestows supreme happiness this famous verse uh, bhakti paresha anubhava 
विरक्तिर अन्यत्र चाह त्रिह एक कालह प्रपद्यमानस्य यश अश्नुता तुष तुष्टि ही पुष्टि ही शुद्ध अपायो अनुगाशम सो जस्ट एस व्हेन वी ईट वी टेस्ट द फूड वी फील नरिश्ड एंड अवर हंगर गोज अवे सो हियर फॉर अस टू रिमेम्बर बेनिफिट्स एवरीवन अट्रैक्स एवरीवन प्रोड्यूसेस गुड क्वालिटीज एंड बेस्टोस सुपीरियर हैप्पीनेस so just imagine if you look at in our um, bookshelf we also have this pictures about harinam there's a whole bound bound books have you seen any one of those you can see all of that benefits everyone attracts everyone you see people going like their eyes are wide open and we have sankirtan devotees here attracts everyone when that is happening they will behave also in a nice way it is producing good qualities in them it is bringing that higher nature inside them and it is best of supreme happiness in the recent discussion about how devotees reflected on their own experience in bhakti some of them were sharing about when they go and give holy name to others how they see the effect of the holy name on others and that increases their faith and these are the effects benefiting everyone attracting everyone producing good qualities and uh, bestowing superior happiness so the holy name does that it produces the effect and therefore because it's meeting all the criteria therefore it is all auspicious Uh, that's why we call shravana mangala and punya shravana kirtana this is in 2715 purport the lord's holy name is called shravana mangala this means that one receives everything auspicious simply by hearing the holy name in another place shrimad bhagavatam this holy name is described as punya shravana kirtana it is a pious act simply to chant and hear all about the lord This is two seven fifteen. The um, the power of holy name, the auspiciousness, is so great that once Narad Muni was chanting the glories of the Lord, and Lord Shiva was hearing it. Okay, what is the characteristics of Lord Shiva, especially his neck? What is special about Lord Shiva's neck? snake okay what else it's blue in color okay so narasimha is chanting the holy name by the power of the holy name that blue line got gets removed then mother parvati walks in and then she sees a person without the blue line in the neck and then she thinks is he my actual husband or so that's how nectar of devotion describes it and the second instance is given example is given how we used to have lord balaram's picture in the temple room so he lord balaram wears a blue dhoti now upon hearing and chanting krishna's name his blue dhoti turns to white and then the third example given is that of how um Ma, uh, river yamuna turns into milk and the cowherd girls they start to churn it into 
butter. In other words, by spreading of Krishna consciousness or the glories of Krishna, everything became white and pure. Lord Shiva, Lord Balaram and River Yamuna. Now this bestowing of superior happiness, so happiness are also of three kinds where you get happiness from material things, happiness from merging into the existence of the Lord and then the happiness derived by through bhakti. So there are different gradations and chanting of the holy name is of the highest category of happiness. So we've seen the power of holy name to eradicate sinful reactions, the power to bring auspiciousness. I've got something very powerful. Okay, so let me use this and still continue my sinful activities. Anyway, holy name is a big eraser. I can erase it. You see what is having pencil and eraser. I've got the big eraser, holy name. I'm doing sinful activities. I use the eraser and erase. So this tendency is something which is very offensive. You are using the holy name in your service rather than serving the holy name. And this mentality is called namno balad yasyahi papa buddhi. And this is one of the offense. Um, and this tendency, even Mahaprabhu doesn't tolerate and he warns Jagai and Madai. When delivering them, he makes a warning. Whatever sinful actions you have done, that reactions I am counteracting. But be very careful not to do them again. So that's what he says and he wants. Um, I'll read the section from His Holiness Satswarup Maharaj's Japa Reform Notebook. When Jagai and Madai were forgiven of all their sins as they took the holy name, Lord Chaitanya also said, but now, no more sins. Whatever you have done is of no consequence. So you don't have to bother about it. But no more. Now chant Hare Krishna and be peaceful. So this mentality is being uh, condemned by Mahaprabhu himself. And that is what Prabhupada discusses in the um, the purport also. This tendency to consider the holy name to be mundane and to use the holy name to overcome one's um, commit sinful activities and then use the holy name to counteract the sinful activities and the sinful reactions. Again, go back and do the same thing. This mentality of using the holy name um, as a means to come out of sinful reactions should be avoided. Now, this particular um, offense is described in the Harinam Chintamani. The remedy for this offense of this tendency is that um, one should chant in the association of devotees and take strong association of the pure Vaishnavas. So, it's described like a 
bhakti as a pathway or a highway, you're traveling in the bhakti highway and you're having bhakti credits, but then the thieves of your previous sinful tendencies and then your, as we saw, the desire and then when you act on them, they rob you of the bhakti credits that you have. Now, how do you protect yourself from these robbers in the highway is by calling out and being in the association of pure Vaishnavas. So, these pure Vaishnavas are like the the powerful um, Kshatriyas who come and drive away the thieves and they protect you. So, taking shelter of pure Vaishnavas, calling out to them for help, being in their association, taking their guidance and chanting. And that's how Harinam Chintamani says, the Vaishnavas are like the guards. When they come, the highwaymen flee. <clears throat> now the final um, bit I wanted to touch upon is the, uh, the stage of clearing or Nama Bhasa stage where uh, you're not offensive but you're trying to move from offensive stage to pure but then there is an intermediate stage which is Nama Abhas which is like a reflection. Um, so Abhas is described as a dim light. So holy name is bright light, Shuddhanam. Then Abhas is like the uh, dim light. So what is covering this uh, holy name from manifesting its full potency? Harinam Chintamani describes that there is a fog and there is a clouds. The fog is that of ignorance, which we saw earlier. The fog of ignorance. So you're ignorant of the power of the holy name. You're ignorant of the nature of the holy name, you're ignorant of the nature of the Supreme Lord, you're ignorant of your position, your actual position as a servant of the Lord, and you're also ignorant of the process. You are thinking that the process of chanting and the goal which the chanting is going to give me are different. You're ignorant of that. You're thinking that these two are different. Whereas the process and the goal are the same. Now the remedy of the fog of ignorance is that one must understand the tattva of the holy name. So the holy name is not a mundane sound vibration. Uh, Harinam Chintamani describes that the holy name is Suddha Sattva. It is in Suddha Sattva. The Lord, His form, His name, um, his qualities, his abode, they're all in the Suddha Sattva platform and they cannot be contaminated by the material modes. So one has to have this Tattva Gyan and one has to have a clear understanding that the process of chanting will lead me to pure chanting. The process and the goal are the same. It's not that I will chant to get material benefits, which is enjoyment, tendency, which is bhoga, or I will chant the holy name to get myself liberated from this material world, which is the tendency to become a tyaga, bhoga tyaga. 
we don't use a holy name for either one of these uh, so one has to have a clear understanding and clear knowledge that will remove the fog of ignorance then there is the cloud of anarthas where you have a inner thirst for material objects you want to get them accumulate them and you have a thirst to enjoy through material things so that's one anartha then there is a general weakness of heart is there this is just a general tendency and this weakness of heart will lead you to do more specific um, getting attracted to a very specific object and the third aspect of anartha is committing offenses so then the uh, these cloud and the fog are slowly getting removed then the uh, dim light comes through um, and this when we see the uh, life of ajamila he was chanting in this particular stage where he was not intending to call the lord but he was calling his son but it was offenseless and therefore it gave him up to the point of getting liberated we don't see that ajamila exhibited the all the symptoms of bhava and prema no he got liberated so that's how you see that namabas is so powerful that it can liberate you but it does not give you pure love of god now there is a, a um, description of the distinction between the um abas there are two kind of abas are uh, the dim light one is the light is coming from the source but it is very dim and the other one is a reflection of the light as you are seeing it now out of these two um the direct light which is coming but it is dim that is um more potent and uh, if one is in that particular stage the holy name will actually remove that and uh, when you when you chant uh, consistently anudinam adara that's how nectar of instruction says even if my tongue is affected by jaundice i will constantly daily chant the holy name and then the this dim light um is called as chaya that will remove further blocks but the other one which is the uh, pratibimba or the reflection reflection is something that you have to avoid because in the reflection you may think that you have got the pure name but you are maintaining your material desires and you are using your holy name to achieve that that's the bhogya or the other aspect of reflection is the tendency to think that i will attain uh, brahman and i will merge with the form of the lord using the holy name which means i'm thinking that the goal and the process are different the the, the two tendencies of bhoga and tyaga come from this thinking that the goal and the process are different and this particular tendency of thinking that i will merge in the form of the in the effulgence of the lord using the holy name and i will enjoy the material world 
using the holy name and these two have to be definitely avoided it is said that when you chant like that then that particular tendency will increase so it should be avoided for that we need to have um, guidance of the spiritual master and the other vaishnavas now how do i put all of this into my daily japa practice i've understood a lot of theory how do we put it into practice is all in a sachinandan maharaj he says that one has to chant before chanting one has to enter into that awareness of relationship with the lord enter into the awareness of that relationship with the lord for that he says that before chanting every day you can repeat these statements or like affirmation statements so maharaj says chant with the sambandha gyan sambandha gyan means what is my relationship who am i who is lord what is my relationship with the lord and what is my relationship with the material world so because we're doing it as i thought we can i'll say the statements and you can repeat so these statements you can repeat before you begin a japa to enter the awareness i am an atomic particle of consciousness and krishna's eternal servant i am an atomic particle of consciousness and krishna's eternal servant krishna is the infinite conscious entity and my only master krishna is the infinite conscious entity and my only master the material world is a prison house meant to reform my absent minded tendencies the material world is a prison house meant to reform my absent minded tendencies so this is how we practically put into um you put into practice what you have learned by saying this entering into the awareness of relationship with the lord and maharaj urges us to infuse your practice with this connection thereby avoiding the offense so you don't think that i can enjoy the material world you don't think that i can become one with the lord all of that is getting eradicated only thing is we must remember um to make these affirmations and enter into this awareness before we begin our japa or kirtana also all right i'll summarize quickly we saw the effect of the holy name how it eradicates manifest sinful reactions and manifest all of that we saw how it bestows auspiciousness then we saw the tendency to use the holy name to um remove sinful reactions and finally we saw the nama bas stage looking at the um the clearing stage of chanting conclude here and see if there are any questions on what we discussed or any comments
Oh yes, the kutam bijam. Yeah, the seed of sinful reaction is still there. Um, now the reactions are in two forms. One is manifest, and the other one is unmanifest. So manifest, we talked about how there is a body that I already have is a manifest. So what Prabhu is asking about this unmanifest form, it is there in the form of a seed. Sinful tendencies are there in the form of a seed. How do we understand this is? Uh, we see um, young children, whether uh, they have good tendencies or bad tendencies, it's inside them in the form. And as and when they grow, uh, you will see it may not manifest as a specific action, but it will have a general tendency towards that particular activity. Danudar Swami explains that if a person is having the sinful desire, the seed of um, cheating or uh, thievery is there, he's stealing, that ten it's in the form of a seed. So initially it won't manifest as stealing. It will be in the form of his general tendency towards cheating or telling lie. It will be in that. And further, when it manifests, it will be in the form of actually doing the activity of uh, stealing, thievery. And that's when the seed, then it sprouts, and then it gives the actual reaction. Now, when you act on it, what happens is, it again produces two effects. It produces a manifest reaction, so when you steal, you're caught by the police, you get a manifest reaction of going to jail. But the hidden, I mean, in the background what's happening is because you've done once, that proclivity to steal again is again there. So that's the two effects of that. An action produces a manifest reaction and it also produces an unmanifest reaction of next time you want to steal. Now, how do you break the cycle? It's described in the waves of devotion. Maharaj explains that when, a, when you're getting those sinful desires and you're getting pushed, you tolerate it by thinking of the Lord and the instructions of the spiritual master and you don't act on them. So when you don't supply fuel to the fire, it will die away. So when you don't act on those sinful desires, Instead, you focus on the Lord, meditate on the Lord, or carry out any of the uh, devotional processes, you follow the instruction of the spiritual master, then they won't get any nourishment, and slowly these desires will also go away. Uh, that is how you break the cycle. Otherwise, you, you'll be in the cycle of uh, seed, then you have proclivity, then you have a specific desire, you act on it, then you get a manifest reaction, then again you want to do, you're like, so you break it by resisting the temptation when those desires come, engage in something positive, you don't act on them, and slowly they will go away. Is that the right thing to Yes. 
the seeds lying in the ground and it's still it's alive because uh, our form of, 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 of getting the result is, is to grow into a sprouts and then into a tree and then the result of devotional service. But the opposite side, the seed, is lying in the form of sin. So um, if you want to burn up the, the, the completely burn the seed um, of sin is through chanting her holy name. So uh, sometimes the seed is still lying there and we think it's dead but still lying there and see it's not uh, burnt up yet. Uh, so like when, like you know, I know we used to do fire yagya in Mayapur and they, they use the same fire yagya to light the fire the next day. So they, they still have a little bit of fire inside so it's not a big endeavor to start the fire again because it's a big hassle. So that fire is already inside. So similarly, the, the seeds lying there, even though we're chanting, but like you were talking about different stages of chanting, so it's not burnt away. So to be able to completely burn the seeds away, then we have to check actually are we burning the seeds or not. So that's developing the taste. Are we developing the stage of chanting? Some, you hear sometimes devotees say, I'm chanting for so many years, I haven't felt the ecstasy because we are, maybe we are mixing the offenses. They're not clarifying. So the seed's still lying. So to completely burn the seed's way, you have to check it, poke, poke on it, and see if it's burned or not. It's ashes, totally gone. That, that in the form of a, a seed lying there, but we have to make sure that the actually seed is not going to sprout. Uh, to make sure that it's ashes. That's that pure chanting form. Like I was just saying, you already explained it, I just explained a little bit. Thank you. Conclude here. Grant, you have a doubt, Mother? Rantraj Shimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shila Prabhupada ki jai, Samaved Bhaktavrinda ki jai.